Right, Tom Ingram has just had his lunch, so I'm going to say Oggy, Oggy, Oggy. Hmm, I don't... Uh, yeah? Yes. What does that mean? Well, <laughs> I didn't know this, but I found this out, because Oggy, Oggy, Oggy was associated, I think, with Liverpool Football Club, right? Oh, and he's after Oggy, 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 then Oi, Oi, Oi. Oh. I checked this out, and I discovered that, in fact, Oggy is the name for a Cornish pasty. Oh, well, there you go. You told me something. Well, there's something I didn't know about, and I didn't, I didn't believe it. I mean, there has been suggestions of different derivatives or different connections with Devon or whatever. But apparently, the a traditional name for a Cornish pasty is Oggy, O-double-G-Y. Well, there you go. Every day's a school day. And I don't and I, play football either, so I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have got the Liverpool one either. I suppose I, I probably thought, because Glinsters are obviously are sponsoring your championship uh, a program and uh, and obviously involved with with your team as well. I thought that maybe they might have known that or might have had some connection with it. But and I also noticed that the Glinstons are actually advertising on television at the moment as well. You will have spotted that, yes, their new TV advert, which is very cool, very Cornish, which all looks very good, and it's making me miss going somewhere warm on a beach and just chilling uh, out really. So yeah, remember it's all their TV adverts we're going over the next few weeks as well, which is very cool. So yeah, they're um, they're heavily involved and absolutely loving it, which is great. And I just wondered whether, in fact, if you have a good weekend and win a race or your weekend goes well, uh, whether that actually, in fact, shows an increase in sales of Cornish pasties from Glinsters. Uh, I, think, uh, I think that's exactly what happens, Patrick. I think that's exactly what happens. Let's go with that, shall we? Well, that's good news, though, isn't it? I mean, but as I say, it's, it's great. And obviously, at the moment, the situation is getting a little bit hotter at the top end of the championship title race because we've got three meetings. We've got obviously got Croft, we've got Snetterton, and then we've got the final meeting at Brands Hatch. I mean, you're sitting a little below uh, the sort of the immediate sort of uh, top three level, but at the same time, you're there and you're still in with a chance of winning the title. Well, after, with four laps to go at race two at Silverton, I actually thought it would be a very, very, very different uh, position. We've left out Silverton and we were stuck, which is quite frustrating. But that's what it is. That's the situation we're in. We've just got to focus on Channel Coverson now. And I think also, I mean, there's been quite a lot of action at the front of the field in terms of, uh, you know, we, we obviously had a big accident for Rory at, uh, at Silverstone, which uh, obviously he got out of the car, was OK, but the car was obviously badly damaged. But we're, we're getting quite a lot of sort of what I call contact, uh, which is happening. And, and that can obviously make the can make the, the difference between obviously getting ahead or having a problem. Of course, yeah.
but I think we're starting to see, certainly after the surface was redone in terms of the, 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 the resurface that they had there, it's actually started to put uh, or slightly negate their advantages that they had around there because it's just given us a little bit more lateral grip to be able to carry speed through the corners, which is encouraging. So I, I'd like to think that we can go to Croft this time around um, with the the goal to, to, to keep bringing that, uh, bringing that gap down because I think it's been a circuit that we struggled at a little bit last year. But it was early in the lifespan of the Corolla. It was about the third or fourth weekend last year. So it was still early days. And really, Croft last year was actually a turning point for us. That actually we went, no, this is the wrong way. We need to now change what we're doing. So it was a real turning point in the weekend for us, or in the season for us last year. Um, and we've seen uh, all the races we've been to this year, we've taken big steps forward from where we were 12 months previous. So it's encouraging, it's exciting. Um, it's crazy to think that we would normally be going into the final weekend at Silver's, at, at, at Brands Hatch this weekend out. So that's mm. going to be quite funny now that the weather's, weather's looking like it's going to be a bit wetter, it looks like it's going to be a bit colder as we get to the awards these final few races. So I think just being consistent again is going to be going to be important and trying to stay out of trouble because when we start to get towards these dark, wet races, it's where, it's where chaos can start. How do you how do you feel the difference between the old surface and the resurfacing? What's what's the sort of the sort of difference or the feel of that of of that sort of platform? Just a higher grip level, really. Yeah, that was the that was the big thing we took from it last year. And it was really really uh, funny. We, we 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 by lap three or three practice one, we were already about two seconds quicker than than we were going in qualifying last year with a new surface. So it's definitely increased grip. It's had a bit more wear on it over the, over the last few months. Um, but I think Croft has always been known for being quite punishing if you get offline with drop-offs on the curbs or, or, or mud and ruts and all that sort of stuff. So the the, the grip feels fantastic around there now. Um, unfortunately, once you step off of that grip onto the grass, then it's quite punishing, as, as I found out a few years ago. So I think it's um, I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be very, very interesting. I think we're going to see the weight play a bit of a factor this weekend, but um, let's wait and see. I mean, Croft uh, is is in a situation where you know if you get high winds and rain, it's it's fairly exposed as well, isn't it? So one hopes that you will probably will have a, a decent weekend of weather as well, just to help things along. We can hope so. We can only uh, we can only cross our fingers on that one, and uh, yeah, we're, we're a bit powerless when it comes to hoping for weather because whatever we think to do, it will always do the opposite. So we shall we shall keep our fingers firmly crossed that it does something, be it wet or dry. Um, it's the in between weather we don't really like. <laughs> Thanks everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the in-between bit is the bit that matters, I suppose, isn't it? Well, absolutely right. But it's that go to the grid on slicks and it rains or go to the grid on wets and then it dries. It's that it's that one that ends up throwing the, uh, the cat amongst the pigeons. So that legged us up a little bit last year, but I think we'll be fine. We'll be in good shape. When you're on the when you're on the grid for the start of a race, wherever you are on the grid, if you're on the front row, obviously you want to get to that first corner and that first section, the little complex at the bottom there. You want to get there first of first and foremost before anybody else, don't you? Of course, yeah. No matter where you're starting, I mean, there's there's further down the pack you go, you have a bit more uh, a bit more at risk. But further forward you go, you've got the, the pressure of trying to get it off the line. So, yeah, actually, you always want to be you always want to be leading the pack, don't you? But um, we we'll, we'll we'll see. It's nice that the rear wheel drive cars have, have kind of had their huge advantage pegged back slightly, which is encouraging mm. um, in terms of off their start line procedures. So that makes it a little bit more bearable for us now with you know, the rear wheel drive cars are getting a slightly better start than us, which is better than, than it used to be because before it was the rear wheel drive cars would just overtake you. So 
that's now encouraging that we can look forward to not have to look back off the start line, which is great. What about the sort of the general mood at the race weekends? I mean, the whole situation has been very different because of, of the coronavirus and the, and the problems that's been causing. But um, it's a very different atmosphere in many ways. I mean, you've got television coverage, and that's obviously vital as far as the championship's concerned for anybody who can't get to the race meetings themselves. But, but from a driver's perspective, once you're in the car and you're on the circuit, I mean, obviously you're just getting on with the job in hand, but it still has a very different sort of atmosphere to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels flat, if I'm honest. It, it really doesn't feel not very nice at all. You, 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 you're very, very, very aware that there's no one there. Um, and that doesn't matter if you're just walking around the paddock. It doesn't matter if you're on the track. It doesn't matter where you are. You, it's, it's very obvious that it's uh, not right. And I don't like it because I, I like you know being able to talk to fans and talk to fans and piddling walk about and just being able to speak to everybody. And mm. you, know, you, you really feed off everyone else's energy. And, and when that's not there, you, you very, very... Yeah, you really notice it. So it, it, it's a shame, but at the same time, we've got to be very lucky that we're still able to um, we're still able to go to work and, and still able to um, still able to go racing because it would um, it would be even worse if we weren't allowed to do it at all. Absolutely, but I guess also with that atmosphere around you, to some extent, it sort of it it, it relaxes you before you need to actually sort of get into the garage, get your balaclava on, get your helmet on, and get into the car. But, but I mean, do you have a particular routine that you follow when you're getting yourself set up to get in the car to go out onto the grid? I've I found only one benefit to not having um, to not having fans, and it's the, able, the ability to go to the toilet whenever you need to without having to queue. That's really the only plus point. The rest of it is all a bit rubbish. And really, I don't have much of a routine. I try to stay out of it. I try not to let myself get drawn in towards them thinking, oh, I've got to put the left glove on first because if you if you forget to do it, then you end up panicking about it. So I've always managed to steer away from doing that and focus on doing my own thing. Just have a last minute where you get in the car and crack on. <laughs> and then once you're on the grid, of course, I mean, warm up lap and then up onto the grid for the start of the race. But at that point, I mean, you're, you're, you're concentrating 110% on the job in hand, of course. Of course, yeah, and there's always stuff going on over the course of the day that will distract you. But yeah, you absolutely right. You just got to maintain your focus and and not let too too many of the distractions get in your way. Which um, yeah, I think uh, this year has been slightly easier with with less distractions in terms of uh, guest management and you know, going and seeing people at meet and greets and all of this sort of stuff. I mean, that's sometimes what what makes it harder for us drivers. Um, but equally, that's what makes it such a great championship to be involved in. Absolutely. Croft, obviously, is a very unique circuit in its own way. Snatterton, very much the same place. And likewise, Brands Hatch, the Grand Prix. You're using the Grand Prix circuit at Brands, is that right? Indy for the last round, just because of, Indy for the, last round, of the, yeah. the depth of winter. So I think they're, they're turned on, <laughs> on, on, on light levels. You're going, to, you're going to be allowed to use uh, chains, are you, on the wheels if it snows? I believe so. Yeah, I do believe so. I think that's going to be absolutely what's necessary. You need a snowplow on the front, I think, to be what, what is actually going to be needed. Fantastic stuff. Tom, have a great weekend at Crofton. Good luck. Perfect. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you, buddy. Bless you, mate. Thanks for your time. Take care. Nice job.